0: Welcome to Sex Ed in the City with Drew and Dr. G.
1: ...about health and sex education in today's modern classroom. Get an inside peek into the world of sex education and real-life stories from teachers. Hosted by experienced educators Drew and Dr. G, each episode brings you an open and honest discussion about a range of topics related to health and sex education.
0: Follow us on Spotify, podcasts on Apple, or our YouTube channel, Sex Ed in the City stay connected. We hope to see you soon. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Sex Ed and the City with Drew and Dr. G. We are so excited to be here with one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, We have Miss Morgan Cuffey as our guest today. Welcome, Morgan, to Sex Ed and the City.
2: Yay!
0: (laughs) 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 We are so happy to have you. Um, for those that you don't know, we'll just kind of uh, Morgan. Do you want to introduce yourself to our listeners a little bit so they get like a little piece of who you are? Sure, sure,
3: sure. Um, my name is Morgan. Um, I know the illustrious Doctor G. Doctor, I was about to put your face together, Doctor Georgie, Doctor G. Dr. Dr. Like what is that? I know Doctor G from years of teaching at uh, Fashion. Um, So I was a teacher for 17 years um, and I was an executive director for a year. I am now transitioning out um, and I'm going to be an entrepreneur for who knows how many years. So that's me. Um, I'm also, of course, a mom um, of one son who is still living in my home um so that's (laughs) disturbing and then also (laughs) um you know a person a creative and an artist Mm -hmm. stuff like that so yeah that's
0: me yes oh my gosh well we're so happy to have you here um You know, Morgan used to have. I don't know, you still do your podcast, Bad Mommy? I don't, but it's so
3: funny that you asked me to do this because Because. (laughs) as a part of this transition, I'm like, you may have to go back to podcasting. You should.
2: Mm.
0: Y'all, check out Bad Mommy. It's an amazing podcast. It still exists. Somewhere. Well, we we'll find it. We'll get the <laughs> link up there just in case.
1: I looked for it. I was trying to give it a listen before we got on. I couldn't find it.
0: It probably
3: is gone. I probably like lost. I don't even know. Like I don't even know what happened. <laughs> in the universe really that like that teacher mom life, you know, like back then I used to do it um and it was great and it was good but it's a lot you guys are doing a good thing because it Mm. is a lot people think it's like just I'm gonna talk so many things things. and it's like so many things um so it just got to be like so much with still raising him and still trying to teach and so I like set it to the side but yeah I might have to come back
0: well I'm a big fan so I hope you bring it back um so we thought we'd start with one, of you know, our question of the day. So we've all either been teachers or are currently teachers, but what, if you weren't doing what you're doing now, like what would your dream job, like ultimate person thing to do? Like wildest dreams, no holds barred, you couldn't fail. What would you be doing right now?
3: I would be a mermaid. Yes, you would. Yes, you would. (laughs) No, like, actually, for real, for real. Like, I haven't watched, like, the Merpeople documentary yet, but uh, part of me doesn't want to because I'm jealous because I wanted... That's why I wanted to go to Florida. I was like, I'm going to go to Florida, take the mermaid classes. I'm going to be a Black mermaid. People are going to hire me to be, like, in their pool and just, like... Yes. You know, like, whatever. (laughs) Thousands of dollars just to be like, huh. That's... (laughs) That's true.
0: I actually envision that for you because yeah I I used to always go to the mermaid parade do you still go I didn't
3: go this year um yeah I didn't go this year next year I'm going yeah that's yeah yeah what about you guys what would you do
1: I love that you're obsessed with mermaids too I have yet to watch that documentary but it is on my list and I'm I'm interested how they're gonna picture or paint everybody yeah I don't know what I would want to do this may sound like a joke but I envision myself as a I don't know if I want to work or do anything I want to be a stay-at-home husband (laughs) yeah if I have if I have kids like I would be down to take care of them but I'd also be down to have like uh, a housekeeper or a nanny to help as well, so I can still like live my life. I think that's the ideal.
0: Sorry, <laughs> right? Like take the baby.
2: <laughs>
1: yes, maybe I shouldn't have kids <laughs> if that's my attitude. <laughs>
2: maybe, maybe wait or not. On. Maybe wait on because <laughs>
3: they do like to talk to you for sure. <laughs> like, they are like, hey,
1: Dad, what's they up? They do need love. <laughs> like, that
0: is the thing (laughs) oh oh my god well I okay I think I have two I mean my plan a in life is to win like millions in the lottery and just live a life of luxury mm -hmm. um but also I would be a backup dancer for Beyonce like going on tour Mm -hmm. I just be in the back like doing the things
2: yeah so
0: but also this life of just being a millionaire and just like you do like every day you get up and you're like hmm yeah every day you have a leisurely coffee and every day you're like like being a lady that lunches like those upper east side chicks what is that who has time to go to lunch every day at some bougie place like
1: who's got the money for that
0: yeah (laughs)
1: not
3: (laughs) Not us right it's because of what you said truth they are taking care of their kept women i would love to be a kept woman and Mm. the thing is like if i was a kept woman like I would still work like I can't not. It's like uh-huh. ingrained in me. So I would still like I would bring you money somehow. I'd be like, you know, like making candles and like I don't know, singing songs or something and painting and doing my mermaid thing. I'm <laughs> going to bring money home, but I just need you to keep it so that that money is just for You know, more luxury, and not for pure survival, like it is not pure. Like I have to eat. Like I have to eat every day. Right. Like
0: I feel like you know I I made a wrong choice to be independent sometimes because I'm like I should have been a real housewife because or like I should have been someone's beard, and like you live your life and do what you need to do. I'll be here. Oh, no. my life in this mansion instead I'm in a one bedroom condo which is nice by the way let me your know. apartment's like, gorgeous uh, but, but look, like gorgeous. let me get into a mansion and just like I lunch <laughs> the other day I was like
3: going to the bodega or whatever like that and I'm like outside and you know like uh, this job that I'm transitioning from like I there were weeks where I was working six days a week um 10 12 hour days so awesome. I'm tired. Um, I'm yeah. tired. And so I was like walking across the street and I saw one of my neighbors and he was like, hey, I haven't seen you. And I was like, I've been working. He's like, yeah, me too. 19 hour days. And I was like, yeah, 10 hour days. And this other dude is like cleaning his motorcycle. And he was like, you should just be like them other Instagram girls and just get on the gram and show your ass and your tits and have uh-huh. somebody take care of you. And I was like, well, thank <laughs> you, sir. <laughs> thank you for that advice um my mom instilled (laughs) respect um in me and though it's such a weird it's such a weird space to be because not for nothing that's like the fifth time I've heard that this year from a dude and I don't know whether they're bitter about it or they're serious like no seriously girl you (laughs) can just get on the gram and like make this money and like, the thing is, is that I don't fault or shame anybody for it, like, mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. I could, I would just get on OnlyFans and be like, here's some titty, give me all my money. Um, but it's like this thing that like, you know, you get taught like certain ways of thinking as you're getting mm-hmm. older, you know, even now at 40, almost 41, trying to like deconstruct all that way, all those ways about thinking about sexuality and all that kind of stuff. And just the thought of even for me, I don't know, like I kind of like when dudes say it to me now, I'm like, huh, because not for nothing, like, you know, I'm a black woman, I'm brown, you know, like I've had natural hair like we were talking about for forever. This only became cool like last year, like this wasn't cool Mm. all the time. Mm -hmm. So like in like 2000, when it probably would have been prime, like starting a tits and ass business or whatever. (laughs) you guys weren't into this. So it never occurred to me that I could do that because nobody like looked at me like that. And then nobody who looked like me did that or whatever. Mm. So I'm like, it's just curious to me now thinking about it, that like at like 40 people are like, you should show your ass. And I'm like, wait, what? You like it now? Like, this is weird. Like, this is so strange. And also, now I've had all these years of, like, working and stuff. Like, I can't just go to stripping now. Like, that's... Too- I disagree.
1: Yeah. What?
2: Every age there demographic. Is, yeah, yeah, there is something there is for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: you could go on OnlyFans and make money, girl. Oh my god! I don't know why you're not believing in yourself. I don't know. I might have. I support it. Coach I'm- Rachel. I might have- <laughs> I might
3: have to sit miles down and have a conversation. <laughs> <laughs> the first episode of the Bad Mommy podcast is <laughs> down and be like, "So, starting in OnlyFans, how do I think <laughs> about this? <laughs> are we going to make sure that our friends don't watch? Yes, yes, we are. thank uh, <laughs> like, you know.
2: My but
3: then there's also that. There's that part because it is like as a mom, and I again, I don't shame anybody, but. Mm-hmm. I am always like, how do you mitigate that? Like, how do you explain to them? Mm. How do you make sure that they still feel seen and heard? Then what do you do? Like their friends may find it. What do you do to mm-hmm. help them deal with that? Because, you know, even if they're okay with it, you know, they're going to get some stuff. Yeah. So how do you, you know, I'm always curious. That would be good to talk to somebody who's like a mom. And in that, like, how do you manage that? Because I yeah. can manage bringing boyfriends home like that fell apart sometimes (laughs) so like I'm like I really don't know how to be on OnlyFans
0: you know it's so curious to me how people shame like celebrity moms so much for their like sexiness and I and I think it's changed a little bit now um but like some of the hate (laughs) I'm like okay and I'm and you listen I'm not saying I'm the biggest Kardashian fan but like Y'all need to calm down with the, like, it's the shaming of, of the motherhood. Like,
3: it's yeah. lots of stuff to hate them for beyond them being moms. Yeah. Like, it's not yeah. The, yeah. But not for,
0: but like people part. go, I'm like, we can hate them for other things, but not them being, having like their sexuality and being a parent. Oh, like got it, got it. both things can happen. Like just cause you're a mom doesn't that's mean like, like, your sexuality shuts out or a person, any type of parent, your body doesn't mm-hmm. like, you know? And the crazy part about it to me has always
3: been, like that's how I. You guys know that's how I became a mom. Like I was out here popping that pussy. Like that's how. <laughs> like had yeah, I right? those things, I would be somebody <laughs>
2: mom. Like oh my it's god, it's such yeah. a
3: weird thing when you think about it because you're like, literally, I had to like but we all had to. So then as soon as you become a mom and they're like, oh yeah, but that part of, you know, we're snatching that. Yeah. Away. It's kind of confusing. Cause it was like, well, this is how I got here. It's right. kind of, I don't know if you were like a baker and then somebody was like, Hey, like no more flour. You got to figure this out without the flour. And it's like, I can't really bake now. Like, this is something. Bloom
0: free baked goods are not the same, (laughs) (laughs) y'all. I don't even know what that is. Like, (laughs) well, it is not good. Tastes like cardboard. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's so, uh, yeah, people that are so sex negative. I'm like, if we didn't have sex, we would not have people like her. And And then people get, you know, I know there's like religious groups that like do it in certain ways that are so unfun sounding, Mm
2: -hmm. but
0: I'm like, come on. Like if, if it wasn't supposed to feel good, we wouldn't have these mechanisms in our body that make it feel good. Yeah. Like.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Like, hello. Like it
0: would
2: be
3: amazing. Um, it, it, you know, I haven't, done it in a very long time which makes me very sad but it is very amazing and you're just like why would the lord put something on the planet that's like so so good but then it's like the most evil thing you could possibly do and not even that it's like so so good but also that it literally creates human beings like, right. that's like the most magical thing you can think of. It creates human beings, but somehow we've decided we've demonized it. And we we're, we're mm-hmm. like, this is and bad and disgusting and don't, you know, do it. And then for all of those people, like, you know, I've seen countless times people who grew up with those really heavy religious indoctrinations, and then you get to like marriage. And now, like, the whole time, like, you know, it's like, well, I'll wait till marriage, but what do you do then? You've been taught it's disgusting the whole time. So, mm-hmm.
2: you know, yeah. like your
3: husband wants all of this stuff and you can't do it because it's still a disgusting idea to you. Cause it's been ingrained, like, I don't know. It's just backwards. It's patriarchy. That's all it is. <laughs> all
0: right. Well, I'm curious. Cause I know you both grew up in pretty religious families, especially in contrast to how I grew up. Um, I'm curious how you all rectify that with your own, like, like Morgan, I know you are, you know, still religious and you believe in God. I I guess, Drew, I don't really know what your religious views are now, Mm -hmm. but I'm curious for both of you to hear a little bit about like how you like kind of balance your religious views and your sexuality i mean that's a i don't know true
2: <laughs> yeah
0: you reconcile this put y'all you, put you on the spot
1: <laughs> no i feel fine about answering this i i think i always tried to believe in god just because that was a part of my family but it never quite clicked so i kind of felt like i was going through the motions it wasn't until i like finally admitted i was gay And like lived in New York a couple of years and and saw that not everybody was religious and that there were other pathways and actually believed that I wasn't going to go to hell, that I was finally like, I don't want to, or the God I was taught about. It doesn't feel right that I would get sent to hell for either being myself or for not believing in him. That just, it didn't compute. And so I'm definitely, I guess, atheist or agnostic at this point. Um, and but definitely still working through the shame involved through all of that. That was really hard thinking about that. I remember thinking that I was going to go to hell. I remember thinking that my parents weren't going to love me for a little bit. I remember it being tough not having the traditional hetero family with kids and what that would look like. But we are getting there. <laughs> We're getting there.
3: Um, I think. I think for me. Um, because religion is such, like, an integral part, especially in, like, the Black American community, um, it's a part of, like, you know, just your life, period, um, mm-hmm. and a part of, like, the ritual of life. Like, you know, you go to church on Sunday. That's what you do. Mm-hmm. You're teen, you join whatever. You go on church retreats and stuff. And on the church retreats, they teach you, you know, when you have sex with people, you pass spirits and all those kinds of things. But I do think that my parents, a, I feel like especially my mom, because my mom was more religious than my dad was. She started going to church when she was pregnant with me. She did it as a way to teach me. She taught me something to hold on to. Um, she taught me, this is where you go when things get rough like when things get really hard, you can come to this space and you can feel like yourself. So that's how I've always seen church. And then as I got older, she's never been a person to not question. Um, So it's always been like, we're in church and we see these things, but we can question things and we can talk about other things. And then she's also always been a person who introduced me to other things. So now as I got older, and especially in the last couple of years, um during pandemic especially I got more introduced into like African traditions and traditional Mm -hmm. practices and stuff like that and I'm still learning um but as like I incorporate that more into my practice there's absolutely no need to separate sex from your sexuality Mm. um sex is a part of your sexuality it's an expression of who you are an expression of love um It's something that, you know, spirit universe meant for us to have, to connect to each other. So it doesn't doesn't seem out of what God wants me to do. I think now more so it's about learning how, for me, it's more so about like learning how to use it in the correct way, how to be like a sexual being in a healthy way. Um, and how to share that with people who honor and respect my body and my space and all of those things which is why I haven't had sex in like two years because people don't know how to do this but like Mm. um it has become something that is a part of it like even you know I will say like I pull tarot cards now I'm learning that and um I have one deck that has like different orisha, different African priestesses, and there are a few who represent lust or pleasure or, you know, all of those things. Um, And I think now practicing learning about my sexuality without having sex, I think it's about expanding the idea of sex to beyond just the intimate act, but like sexuality and sensuality being like what I eat and what I wear and how I can move or dance and all of those things. And then like, you know, that hopefully maybe, I don't know, I give up on love, but like if it happens, like it would incorporate into that. But I think that the foundation that my mom gave me in the traditional church still plays a huge role for me in terms of like mental health and things like that. Mm -hmm. But I'm grateful for her for always having an expanded view. And even like now, as I learn about African traditions, I look at some of the stuff we used to do when I was little or some of the little things that we had. And I'm like, she knew this already. She just didn't tell me that this is what we were doing. Like mm-hmm. some of that stuff was already incorporated there. So it feels like natural and a natural shift to me. Um, So it doesn't feel like so separate from God, like sexuality is one expression mm-hmm. of God. So
0: yeah. That's beautiful. I mean, when we think about religion in general, right, the Judeo-Christian Islam religions are so, first of all, they're the same. I don't care if anyone says. (laughs) I grew up in a Jewish Muslim house and the stuff is the same. Listen, but those religions, they're so, um, you know, shamey and they're so, you know, Americans came here as the Puritans. <laughs> I'm like, hello. They people in England are like, nah, y'all act it out, you yeah. know. But when we think about like religions from around the world, that like you said, it's sexuality is part of the religion. It's so beautiful to see that. And then in some of my work internationally, I see that like, you know, Western values have kind of taken over. So I'll hear people talk about, oh, well, this and that and the third. But I'm like, but you're talking about something that was brought by colonizers. (laughs) You're not even talking about your own indigenous thing. And and so there's this like interesting balance of globalization and colonization and how everyone, how folks think about religion. I mean, it's interesting in South Africa, there's a very big SDA uh, population (laughs) at like Seventh-day Adventist. And um, Mm. I always find that interesting i'm like well we can talk we can have a whole episode about colonization and like religious colonizers um but i think it's so beautiful to think of sexuality as part of like religious expression you know and and spirituality Uh, and i
3: think that like you know i i know that most of it is because because even with christianity and stuff like that like the christianity that people practice and people preach is Mm -hmm. not jesus christ yes humanity. that's not what he said that's not what he said y'all like he literally was like i came here to change all the rules and all the stuff that y'all were saying no f that i'm flipping tables i'm doing what i want and then we decided oh no this means like be in this box and that's not what jesus said so even a lot of the people who follow you know we use it for our own purposes we use it use it to keep power and things like that mm-hmm. i think um even with like studying the African religions, you know, we just had pride weekend and thinking about, at least for my community, you know, sometimes the homophobia and especially the transphobia when it it, traditionally in many African tribes, not all of course, because it's a thousands upon thousands of different practices, unlike this monolithic idea of Africa, but many tribes would have seen trans people or gay people as gatekeepers to spirituality. Mm -hmm. So the fact that we're like, oh my God, like you are, you don't have access to God is absolutely ridiculous. It's not where we come from and shows you the sickness of colonization.
2: Mm -hmm.
3: Um, And so I hope as more people as, like more people are open about these things and talking about these things, Mm -hmm. you know, like healing that part, Finding a relationship with God beyond colonization, mm-hmm. I think, could heal a lot of other parts. Like you know, these ideas that we have about sexuality, these ideas that we have about, you know, um the LGBTQIA plus community. All of those can be healed if people kind of let go of the colonized view of what mm-hmm. religion should be, especially in this country, because we're yeah. psycho. We've lost our minds. Yeah, <laughs> like we've lost our minds.
0: Well, I you know. I even you think about a lot what's going on in a lot of different countries in Africa, right? You see what's happening in Kenya, what's happening in Uganda, and you'll hear leaders, and oftentimes religious leaders or political leaders talk about, oh, well, this is a this is a white man's thing, or this is whatever. I'm like, okay, but what you're saying, what you're proselytizing, I can't say that word very well, is uh-huh. the white religion. It's colonizers' religion. You're not even supporting your own likes. And that has to do with just years of colonization and, you know, taking away an erasure of indigenous cultures there. And it's really, it's really sad to see. And it's also a really interesting conversation with, you know, folks that are, you know, are African living in Africa and having that conversation. It's, um, and how, and how folks are living and kind of hiding under the radar.
2: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, and even though sometimes I think like, I think part of the problem too is like, with all of it, cause I've noticed, and now I know this is gonna happen, you know, cause we're on our computers or whatever. So the more I talk about this, you know, the more I find other people who are like it. So now mm-hmm. like, I found some page, I'm following something on Instagram where, you know, he's talking all about the astrology stuff. But then all of a sudden it started becoming like sex is sacred space and like everything's about like, you know, sex magic and like all of these kinds of things. And I'm like, where did this come from? And then you remember that the algorithm picks up everything you say Mm -hmm. and like then sends you like more stuff or whatever. But as I keep seeing all of this stuff, I keep thinking to myself, is it really that people are. Is it really that everybody's so adverse to like these ideas or is it really that this media that we have pushes certain narratives to keep Mm -hmm. people kind of like locked in those things? Mm Because if you think about it on the other side, people who are not talking about these things (laughs) never see these things. They never Mm -hmm. hear these conversations. It doesn't pop up in their algorithm. Um, So I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how to say it, but like, I'm wondering, like, is it really that so many people have been that colonized or is it that like, or is it both like it's that many people, but then also like the media keeps us like siloed in these spaces.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: We never really have these conversations to learn something different, to learn something yeah. more, to learn something like that mm-hmm. would
0: possibly challenge what you believe. Mm-hmm. So, um Well, I think what you said is so right. Like it is a bit of both, right? I mean, we know just in our country, right? Just in the U S what happened during COVID because of social media, right? Where we, there's the research out there. There's the anecdotal stories. Like we know that it's happening yet. It's like got away from us. It's its own thing now. And it's a monster. It's just, it's very 1984. It's and it's like, we know this. There's like all the stories written about it. And we're just charging ahead and letting it happen. Um, even with the AI stuff that, you know, it's all, uh, it's like, it's I don't much. want to down on technology because I also want to use technology for good. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I'm like, there's no, it's technology is advancing at such a fast rate before any humans can get any regulation or any understanding for the majority of us. Um,
3: and I think it's like, yeah. I think it's just the concern for me. I'm just like, okay, we have all this technology and it is good to use it. I watched SpongeBob sing um, Jasmine Sullivan like six times today. <laughs> I don't know who
2: did that.
3: <laughs> like, it, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, Yeah, it's hilarious. But then it's like, Somehow we have to get back to actually, like, connecting to people as people. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the thing that we're losing. Because, like I said, like, talking about all this stuff, the more I talked about it, the more I'm starting to find, like, community and people who believe the same, which is good. But I also don't want to lose the fact that, like, there are people, like... People are physical beings, you know, mm-hmm. like we should be in communication with each other more than just over the technology. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's the scary part. We're starting to get there, even when you think about, like, you know, I think about like going out, and like you said before, like, I don't go out here and I live here in Harlem and I don't go out. It's crazy here. Everybody's crazy. Um, there's too many crackheads. Um, dudes have become I don't know what it is like they're doing the craziest things ever dudes are saying the craziest things ever I don't want to be outside but when I do go outside you know how you used to like go out and people would like holler like people would talk to you they would be Mm -hmm. like you know hey pretty lady I don't know what they said but something stupid um but now when you go everybody's just scrolling Mm -hmm. scrolling
0: Well, yeah, remember back in the day in New York on the subway and true, I don't remember what year you moved to New York, but I moved to New York in 2004. And in 2004, I had a long ass commute and I read a book. I read a book a week on the subway and I loved it because I had moved from LA and I love reading. And I was like, whoa, yes, finally I have time to read. I would either read a book or I'm doing, remember the, I don't know if the the free newspaper still exists, the AM New York, I would do the crossword. That would be me. Mm -hmm. For years, but no one reads on the subway anymore. You know, I haven't seen a crossword puzzle. Maybe. Maybe, but listen. I've
1: been crossword on my phone now, right?
0: Yeah. It's so wild. Mm -hmm. And I'm interested. Yeah, go
3: ahead. I used to like, I mean, this sounds crazy. I used to, I I was reading on the subway, but I was also making eyes with people on the subway. I like, there was this guy for two years. Oh, I remember him. I remember him? Yes. We've been trained together for two years, and we used to just like look at each other like.
2: You
1: never did <laughs> anything. Never made. No, we point never
3: point did point. anything. And you know what the craziest thing is, Drew? Because my life is a full on like, it's a, it's a it's not just a podcast. <laughs> it's, it's like insecure, but like you know, like I don't know what the title is, <laughs> um, but so I looked at this guy for two years. We made us for two years. I switched schools so I didn't have to go on the same train again. Maybe like two, three years later, I went back home to Baltimore and I went to church with my aunt. And that guy married this girl who's like Mm -hmm. one of my aunt's best. That's wild. No, he married. No, wait. He married the... Mayor's daughter, the mayor. So we had this mayor, we had this mayor in Baltimore who was like the first black woman mayor, but then she got ousted because she stole a lot of money, like a lot of Oh, <laughs> oh no.
1: Something
3: like that. But my it. aunt is like friends with her or whatever, and we go to church with her. So he married her daughter. So I like show up at church and we both look at each other like. Hey, that person from the subway but it's like him standing next to his wife and i'm like damn i should have said something i didn't know uh, kind. but that's so my like, funny. that's my life is like yeah those things are the things that happen well it's oh super my yeah
1: it's super interesting because like dating apps i don't think rachel you said you're not a fan right dating no apps, i hate so, dating
0: like, apps i'm not doing it
1: yeah like it's so polarizing like I enjoy them, especially for, I use them more for hookups or did use them for hookups and had a lot of fun and a lot of success. But for the people I talk to, it seems like for like long-term or like looking for something more serious, it's like not the way it just brings a lot of stress and anxiety. And you're spending more time on your phone than you want to. Yeah. Uh,
0: It's like a tedious task and I hate tedious tasks. I hate it. And then it's like, I can yuck it up on text message to anyone i'm about chemistry and i don't like hookups when people haven't met me i need like some chemistry then i'll go for Mm -hmm. a hookup but i'm like and then in florida y'all Listen, everyone has a fish first of all (laughs) and and then i have to like filter yeah everyone's with the damn fish and then i have to filter for political views, because we're not oh, going to yes. work out. Oh,
2: God, yeah.
0: It's, it, it's even worse. People will be like, apolitical. I'm like, well, nope. Oh, Conservative, seriously. Nope. Moderate, Moderate, no. no. <laughs> I'm going to need you on the liberal progressive side for us to even be in the same space. Yeah. And then, I'm sorry, but someone needs to start a business. Maybe, Morgan, you're starting your own business. We need to help cis het men make <laughs> profiles. Because... <laughs> why all they do they take a picture of themselves in the mirror like have you not heard of a selfie they take a picture in their phone with like 17 chins why is it coming from yeah and like the nostrils and then fish and i'm like listen y'all this and like the the picture with like their ex fuzzed out here
3: is not the fish here is you standing in front of the car with a handy bottle in, in in the middle of your leg classic because in our
0: 40s, we're still doing honey bottles?
3: Because we are still standing outside at nighttime <laughs> with sunglasses on drinking <laughs> candy.
0: That's what like, we're first doing. of all, it's 1990s. It's not 1997. It's not 1990s. Second of all, especially if you're 35 and above, can we get a picture of you doing something no, I'm not. Yeah, gonna so I can't do online. It's just a hot, bubbly mess. can to help any more
3: men ruin people's lives. I'm not gonna do it, and so if you I'm,
1: are. <laughs> I'm
3: not gonna put the profile picture because I... that because some of these dudes and those bitches is still ruining people's lives, and I'm not gonna do it. Like I don't need to give you. Anything. I hate the
0: pictures where like all the pictures are different, and I'm like. No. Or like it's only group shots, and I'm like, well, which one are you? <laughs> <Who> are you <laughs> like? Who, which one of y'all?
3: I just, I don't like it because of the, first of all, it makes me feel like a serial killer. Like if I did, you know, I don't know, like it may be a little different and I don't know if, you know, like, I don't know how this sounds, but I, in the, you know, in the queer community, the like hookup culture and things like that is a little bit different as like a woman it's kind of like I feel kind of like a serial killer like might kill me if I just say like let just I've only done it like a couple of times and was thank thankful that the person that I met was like not a murderer you know or whatever yeah yeah. Um, but then it's also I think maybe too because of it's harder to hook up like it's Cause it's like, if I'm going to hook up with somebody, like I want it to be good, but in order for it to be good, you kind of have to care about me because even dudes who don't, even dudes who have cared about me still didn't know how to fuck. So like you really (laughs) have to like actually care about me so that I can tell you like, hey, this is how you do it so -hmm. that it can actually be good, which is the conundrum that I think most dudes don't think of in terms of hookup culture. Like sometimes it's not my morals. It's the fact that I don't want to waste my time. And Mm -hmm. I know that if you don't feel anything about me, you're really not going to give me good sex like at all. You're just going to like, you know, I always think of the color purple like it's so terrible <laughs> i just think of the color purple when, <laughs> when she acts silly like how sex felt and he, she was like it's like you going to the bathroom on me and it really can feel like that if somebody yeah. doesn't te- you know take time with you and most dudes don't understand that even when they do like you so the thought of like just being on an app and meeting up with some dude i'm like he's gonna give me the his dick ever what's the point of that
0: exactly I'm gonna need like I don't need you to like me but I need us to have that connection because you know how like sometimes you meet someone out and you're just like it's automatic like electric I'm like it's that's on different. that's different that's that's different right I I'm in that but I I can't tell that on an app
2: mm-hmm. with
0: your with this fish picture so I'm not into <laughs> it like I want to see all- somebody with a fish and a bottle of honey there it is there it is oh <laughs> no yeah because I like I you know I'm that's I think that's what I've told you i really miss New York but I think what I miss is like going out and there's a certain vibe when you go out to lounges like you meet people and like there's an array of ages like here everyone is very like I haven't found that. I just miss like going to like some of my favorite lounges, like shout out to Drink Lounge in Franklin Ave. Or like, like where Brooklyn you go, home. I because know, somebody, you know, I love my Brooklyn. But like, there's just like a vibe about going to a lounge in New York City where the music is good. Yeah. You, you feel comfortable in what you're wearing. There's a, it's a little like bunch of different types of folks. And there's like a little, you can try talking to someone there may be whack people, but there may be cool. And then, I don't know, it's like this, I don't know how to say it, but it is not here. here in New York. Let me tell you. I
3: miss that. Like, I have not done that in forever. I don't know if it's just, I don't have no friends, no more. I don't know what it is, but like, that I mean, I'm assuming it still happens in Brooklyn. I think that's the thing. Listen, yeah. well,
2: clearly Brooklyn I need to go back, it.
0: and, and <laughs> we need to go out because yeah, because- I need a night out.
3: at <laughs> that like at all, like especially here, like I don't know, Harlem's weird. Like I don't know, Harlem's weird. Harlem's being real weird right now. It's being real. Weird. How's the
0: gentrification of Harlem going? Worse. <laughs> you no, know, it's still the same. <laughs> it's still happening. <laughs> It. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but, I, it
3: is, but it's not even just that. It's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like when you go out here, you either have people who are from Harlem, and especially like I said, the dudes from Harlem, uh, you know, it's hard. Like, I went to karaoke one night, and about three to four men over the age of six, 60 humped my leg. I didn't ask. For you to hunt my leg I didn't want you near me I tried oh. to do a thing like when we were in South Africa like to like turn my back until they went away but they wouldn't go away um <laughs> and I was confused as to why you're here like can you please stop and then like this one dude like literally said every offensive thing that he could possibly say mm. in this conversation but I think he was trying to like entice me like to be with him or whatever but it was like he was saying all the things like. He was like, because for some reason, when I tell you this was the randomest night, like a karaoke, for some reason, people, dudes kept getting up there and singing R. Kelly, which got really really mm-hmm. awkward
2: so like me the <laughs>
3: awkward like, and rapey like, like what's <laughs> happening like what's happening I thought we had agreed I thought we had agreed we didn't agree okay so we're sitting there and this dude who had decided I guess he, I was his woman for the night and he's like talking to me and I'm like yeah whatever dude and so I go like this and he was like oh what was what, wrong and I was like it's R Kelly and he was like what R Kelly is the greatest what R Kelly is the greatest like and I was like like what the fuck are you talking about?
2: Like,
3: oh and he was like, I was like, is he the greatest or is he like? And he was like, What? You talking about that thing with young girls. Like, I mean, it's a lot of people who did that or whatever, which was already problematic. But here's <laughs> the part that was like, what he said was he was like, and I mean, what about all these young girls raving these older men? Now, Rachel. Huh. Oh, now, oh <laughs> boy. Now,
1: Goodbye.
3: Now, now, I don't know about you. OK, and I'm not saying, you know, nobody is sitting here saying that sexual assault isn't a thing for men. It is. Nobody is sitting here saying that, that will possibly never happened. But in this world that we live in is the epidemic, a whole bunch of young girls going. We trying to get this old dick. That's not <laughs> what's happening out here at all. A, because why? Why would you want that? Nobody wants that. Some of y'all got to take pills to get it up. Why? How am I going to do this to you? And B, like, what? Like, what are you talking about? You don't have to. Because most of the time, if a young girl comes up to an older dude and is like, hey, you want this? They're going to be like, yeah, sure. So it was just the randomest conversation. And it ended with, we got to the end. He was ranting about some place that was like, someplace that was like too gay I guess he said and he was like you know I can't go there because you know it's too many of them there you know or whatever and he was like and I was like huh and he was like you know the gays you know and he was like I don't have a problem with them but I got a problem with him because you know it's wrong now mind you I lit up so I was like oh this is my out so I was like well I was like you're gonna hate me and he was like why and I was like because I'm gay as fuck and he was like Oh well, it's okay for ladies
0: to be gay, and I was
2: like, mm-hmm. oh. was <sighs> there, like it
3: "There it is, there it is." He was like, he was like, you know, because men are men. But then he goes, he goes. I mean, but you know, with women, like, I mean, you know, who don't want to play with a little bit of pussy? And I was like, well, he ain't wrong, like about that. Part. <laughs> he ain't wrong. It is quite fun, but also, sir, not everybody. Can you please? And like that is literally like I feel like the ethos that is out there like there are so many like dinosaurs like who you're literally like I would have to argue my humanity or somebody else's Mm -hmm. in order for us to even be near each other and I definitely don't want you inside my vagina with with that type of like energy so you just give up and you just don't have sex for like two years and you just sit in the window and smoke a lot of weed
0: Um, girls we are the same train because listen, it, it's, here like well, and it's I think it's also an age thing because I think men in our generation, I mean, I'm, I'm a few years older than you, but cis men in our generation are still like real backwards. Now, yeah. the younger men, they've evolved and things like that. But listen, what, what am I going to do with a 25-year-old? I feel but, weird. Listen, <laughs> anyone that I could have ever been their teacher... I just I feel funny about it. Like Miles is about to be 20. No, that's mm, they could go hang hey, <laughs> a 26-year-old
3: approached me yesterday, was like, hey, you know, uh, you know, Mm-mm. you just, love your hair. And I was like, Little, he said, how can I ask how old are you I said, too old for you, sweetheart. He said, right? Come on. And there's I said 40. And he said, I'm 26. That's okay. No, it's
0: not. No, okay. baby. There's this kid, <laughs> so there's this there's this person who has a crush on me. Not even thirty yet. I'm like, I could be your mom. Like, I. Did so y'all see? Ugly. Did y'all see the new Gabrielle Union movie that's out though?
1: No, did not. What's
0: it called? Oh, the or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just know, watched that it last fine, night.
3: So he is fine, though. No, he is, he is fine,
0: fine, but he's like a little baby face. I'm like, nah, I can't. It's <laughs> too. He looks too young. He doesn't In have him? his like. You know the grown man thickness? He he's a little too like.
3: I'm thinking about the grown man bank account. I'm broke. Like I can't, I can't be like dating you and I got to pay for everything. I ain't got no money. I was messing with somebody who was like 30 once, and he was, he would make jokes sometimes like, yeah, you know, you could be my sugar mama. I said, look, I got an EBT card that the schoolhouse then gave me because of COVID and I got good pussy. That's all I got. That's all I got for you. So you can uh-huh. eat these crab legs from this. <laughs> and you can come over here we can do it other than that I don't I can't help you out sir so that's the other thing for me like you're still establishing your life and I want you to do that without having the responsibility of like a person who wants to be like flown out like that doesn't make any sense like Mm. you're you're very sweet sir but no I
2: feel yeah
1: I don't it's interesting because I feel like on the same note i would probably not go younger anymore but i'm mm-hmm. totally into older guys i'm curious if you feel the same way are you looking for more like same age
0: that's the uh, part. yeah
3: cuz the older you get the more you're going to get into those views that's the like conundrum mm. yeah i would i would love somebody who was like i want to say like i'm 40 now a good 45 like that would be
0: ooh, like 45
1: I'm to 50 sure. like
0: right right I'm scared a little bit about
2: 50
0: well that's a thing I'm about to be 46 so like 50 (laughs) that's my age bracket but then I'm like oh damn but I am 46 what is happening but I yeah so I I need someone this is the thing I need someone that likes the same kind of music as me and because and they talk about oh yeah and we were in high school we were in college I talk about like oh this came out I was in first grade (laughs) he 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 like nah i was oh, like point. i need someone that like we like the <laughs> same kind of
2: music
0: and we can have conversations about like the things on like yeah. the same level right yeah. so i also what well, i'm gonna do with like a a 60 year old like yeah. we, we're not gonna like we're so i going. like someone like in like you know plus or minus four years um but listen, yeah. slim pickings. And also people got a lot of, the older we get, the more baggage we have. And I think like for me, I don't have much baggage. Like I I've, be, I've been going to therapy. I do the things like, you know, my baggage is little to none. I mean, a lot of people out here, they they want me to be their life coach.
2: Yeah. They still haven't got
0: over their divorce. They're still dealing with baby mama drama and that's not even to the baby mamas that they probably the ones causing no. the drama so i'm out here just like you have too much baggage like can you be cool with your ex and just be co-parenting can yeah. you be like have you have you healed from your divorce Go to and therapy
1: yeah. like you saw can't
0: be out here you want me to be your life coach like no i i feel like
3: i i i, I definitely like it's the healing for me. And that's mm-hmm. I think that's the thing that keeps it from being like, you can't date somebody too young, but you also can't date because somebody too young, you haven't had a chance yet to do that work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They haven't
0: had all the trauma to heal
3: from. They've had all the trauma <laughs> yet. You don't know, like you don't know about you don't know what's going on yet. That's cute. That's cute. And you know, I think it's cute when they be like, you know, I've learned because now that generation, they do, which is good, because they will by the time they get to, I think our age will be a little more equipped and better at it. But for right now, it irritates me when you say like something like, you know, yeah, you know, because I'm healing because of the things I. but bitch you 26, the things you've been through, I seen, like I have seen them double times over. If you don't get out of here, not to say that you can't have, you know, but still, but then the older, like you said, like, cause I was about to say, I got a lot of baggage. I got a lot of it, but my baggage is neatly packed. It has cute little bags. I carry Mm -hmm. it There it is. I, you know, like it, I know where it goes, you know, and all of those kinds of things. Um, I do, you know, I do everything I possibly can to mitigate my own feelings, emotions. I try to be self-aware, all of those things. And it seems like you just run into so many people who are just not, and who are not. Well, with- I think that's a organized baggage.
2: Yeah, Because like
0: listen, we all have our baggage, if but we organized. Trip, you gotta bring like that. doing the things, but people are here like, just messy. I'm like it's just showing up with trash, full of stuff.
3: And you're still so things.
0: messy. Like
3: <laughs> yeah. at some
0: point, people got to be like, what's the common denominator to the drama in your life?
1: Yes, yes, yes. <laughs>
3: That was the part. Once you get to, it's you. Like I was telling somebody the other day, um, there was, you know, the infamous one that was my one for so many years that I went back and forth with. I shall not speak. Uh, but it's been almost two years. I'm almost two years clean. So yes. Girl. Um, But I, when I was still talking to him, I remember he was like burning sage and we were the same age and it was like the first time I'd seen him burn his age. And I just chuckled in my spirit because I was like, oh, you're at the stage where you're burning stage to keep the negative energy away. Like the energy you think that's coming from other people. What you don't realize is that sage is actually for you. <laughs> you, don't right. to to you the, the negative stage. energy, son. <laughs> Right. And it's like that part, like when I got to the part where I was like, I don't sage my house to keep y'all out. I sage my house to protect y'all from me. Like that's Mm. when the true healing starts. When you start saying like, what is it that I'm doing? Mm. But it also sucks and it hurts and it's hard. Mm -hmm. And so you don't want to get into it. But my thing is, if like, you don't want to do hard shit, then I don't want to fuck you because you're not going to put it into work. You're not going to put it into work like and that's not fun that's not fun and that's why it's hard to hook up too because it's like I can't know all that when I met you I can't know whether or not you're doing the work and all this kind of stuff and if we hook up I'm sorry I I don't know why this isn't a thing but if we hook up once like I'm gonna want to do it again because like Mm.
2: it's
3: fun so I don't understand that either like how come like why it only gotta be one time like why we can't why you don't want to do it again? Like I get irritated. <laughs>
0: like,
3: why you don't want to do it again? <laughs> like
0: this.
1: Like,
3: oh. Interesting.
0: Yeah, I'm out here just I don't know. Look, but but Drew's all out here in a healthy relationship. Wait, I you should it. have heard
1: about my weekend, dear God. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I
0: want to.
1: I will not talk about it on this podcast, but we can chat okay. out. <laughs>
0: <Okay>. <laughs> but yes, in a I, I, yeah, a whole nother. So Drew, you have to teach. me. Yeah. <laughs> Part two. <laughs> um, yeah. I I, dating is wild and dating as we get older is wild, especially being, you know, in the middle ages, which is wild. When I realized I was four years away from 50, I had a moment. Not that I'm like, oh, I'm getting old because I don't care about like, ooh, wrinkles, go gray hair. I mean, I do a little bit, but it's not. It was more like I'm running you out you of time.
3: You don't come close to it. That's the thing. Like mm-hmm. when you don't <laughs> close to it, you don't care.
0: Like it's like, yeah,
3: like, yeah it's you're
0: good. like, how old are you? 40. Yeah, but yeah, dating, um, it just takes on a whole. Yeah. I remember people saying as you get older, what you're looking for changes.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And I was like, all right. But now I really can feel that now. Like I'm really have very specific things I'm looking for mm-hmm. um, and specific ways that I will allow myself to be treated because I've made some engaged in with some people that did not treat me that way I want to be treated. So it's hence <laughs> super single because I'm not dealing with it. I saw this meme that said, if you've dated a woman who's been single for a long time, you have to be careful because she'll be like, <laughs> She'll break up with you because you didn't put the cap on the toothpaste. About, You're the disturbing hell. my peace. And I'm like, it's
3: true. Get the hell out. You can't I have
0: get time. Out. I have time. Like get
3: the hell out. Yeah. You know what finally made me stop talking to that dude after so many. And there were so many things. But the thing yeah. that sticks in my head, the last time I ever saw him, he came over to my house. And um, I knew the toilet paper was running low. But when he left, there was no toilet paper on the roll.
0: he didn't like say nothing he just used all the toilet paper
3: go get me no toilet paper I never want to see you again (laughs) never and I never did I never want to see you again listen it's the little things this doorstep again I looked at that toilet paper roll I thought about that for two hours I just sat there just this motherfucker really left here (laughs) he really
2: took on a
3: ton of things and then didn't say shit no you can't Mm -mm. so it just it definitely makes you more like the tolerance is not there I don't have the same tolerance at all but then I also have this like I think for me too especially like especially with the craziness that is going on right now I don't need anybody to add more stress but and it feels weird weird to say but like and this is probably the first time I'm saying it out loud, like, I need help. Like, I need help. Mm -hmm. I need you to come and help. And I Mm -hmm. don't need you to come and take care of me. I don't need you to come and pay all my bills and all that kind of stuff. It would be great, but I don't need that. But I need you to come help. Meaning, like, I need you you know, I have to go start a whole nother career all over again at 40. I need you not to come here with no bullshit. I need you to come here ready to chill and just be soft to me and gentle with me Mm. and do nice things. I need you to, you know, ask me how I'm doing and check up on me. I need you to say, hey, there's a concert and I know you like music. You want to go. I need you to say, you want to ride to the beach and just chill and relax. Like, I need your help in taking off the edge in this. Mm. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like, I don't want anything other than that. And it seems to me like a lot of people aren't offering that, which is confusing because I want to do the same for you. Um, Mm. I want to ask you how you doing and make sure you ate. And, you know, like, and I don't want to control you. I don't, I don't, you know, when I meet somebody, I don't think that, I have to be the only person you're doing that for like you can do that I don't know you yet but just show up with some softness because everything else Mm. is hard and I don't Mm. need any more hard stuff I I Mm. need more help um but I feel like when you say that people are like oh my god you want commitment
0: and I'm like what I just want you to not stress me the fuck out and actually listen all thing. our listeners, if anyone is available, please send us an email, Drew and <laughs> Dr. G, and let us know that you're interested in bringing some softness to uh, Miss Morgan Cuffey. We will forward please. it along. We will Bradley, forward it along. I Listen, I folks, we are available. We'll, we've got a side hustle as a matchmaking service. So if anyone is interested, please send us an email. We will hook you up. That's oh my so
1: wild though, Morgan, because like everything you're asking about doesn't and maybe I'm just it seems like a not like a big thing to ask, like all that stuff you're just saying. It seems like emotional, mental safety and security, which should not be such a big deal. But I think the way like a lot of cis men or men in general interpret that is like, oh, like it's not yeah. easy for them.
3: And let me not even get into, like, you know, because now I've had, I've realized, like, you know, I'm usually attracted to those who are mask-presenting, regardless mm. of each other. Um, and there, I did not realize how much toxic masculinity could infiltrate even those of us who are not actually born men. Um, so it, like, still carries over, where it's like, I'm asking for this, and you're still giving mm. me the same as, like, these, you know... Mm-hmm. Um, Something about the way we framed masculinity, I think, makes it difficult. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think it's that they don't want to. Because most people, most men, women, whoever, everything in between, if you ask them what they want, they want some of that. But for some reason, you want it without having to give it. And that makes absolutely no sense. It makes no sense. I'm not going to give that to you if you're not going to give it back. Like,
0: I mean, what? well, think about how people are socialized, right? You're not taught to do anything else but provide money and like and all these things right so if you've never been taught and you're socialized only for that how do you know how to do anything else and that's 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 a disservice for everyone it's not helping any gender all of that so I think because men like I think one of the things I enjoy the most I think
3: about the masculine is those moments of getting you to be feminine I like that no matter what the gender
2: mm-hmm. I like you
3: it's all soft I'm like oh I got you you're comfortable now this is kids mm-hmm. look at you because mm-hmm. you know you can tell that's the moment when they feel safe and that feels good yeah to to provide that safe space for yeah someone. um so it's like you wanted to, you wanted to. It's okay. You yeah. don't want to be, like scared about it. Like yeah. they okay don't want that. That's a part of you as well. Um, but I just think, I don't know. I think at the base of it, everybody's just terrified. Everybody's mm-hmm. just absolutely terrified. And yeah. everybody, nobody wants to get played. Everybody's just like, I just want to win. And it's like, that's why the whole analogy of this being like a game is kind of ridiculous. Cause it's like yeah we've now become opponents and love isn't actually a game. Like it's not a competition. It's not like a sport. I don't know what it is, but I don't think it's that like, that's not, yeah. we bring it back to the religion, you know, before that's not how God loves us. Like he doesn't compete for our love or something. It's just an unconditional, like you are. And so I love, that's it. Mm-hmm. And mm. that's what we're trying to get to with other people. So we got to stop playing all these games because that's not how that works like
0: that's know. beautiful you are so i love that sounds like a beautiful tattoo that is artwork you are I don't so i love <laughs> I'll get up right now and go get one. oh god
2: it's a wow
0: well, Morgan, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I know we could have like episodes and episodes with you. So maybe we'll have you back again because um, we are excited to see a relaunch of Bad Mommy. So mm-hmm. hopefully that will come back out again. We would love to share that with our listeners. Um, any last thoughts? Uh, Anyone? Yeah, you guys say last thoughts. I'll think.
1: Morgan, it was a true joy to have you on. You are first guest so this was really special for dr g and myself like we've been shooting the shit but this just brought a whole nother dynamic and
2: yeah
3: i
1: i loved it like thank you so much
3: yeah thank you so much for having me this is really i am truly grateful i think um right now like i said in this Mm. transition i've been like you know just things have been a lot (laughs) lately Mm -hmm. um But I feel like at least in their transition, the universe has been kind of like, you're going the right way. Just keep going. I know you have Mm -hmm. no idea what's on the other side, but just keep going. And so, like I said, like thinking about the podcast, I really feel like I was probably thinking about it. And then literally I got the email and I was like, huh, this is weird. Like I haven't, there it is ever like what? So I'm grateful for you to, for being like instruments of the universe. It's great.
0: Well, Morgan, I love you. You're one of the most amazing people I know. So thank you so much for being on and
2: we'll see everyone in our next episode. Bye y'all. Bye everyone.